those who have never seen a living Martian can scarcely imagine the strange horror of its appearance. That's very good. Can we just skip to the part where the Martian machines attack? We just showed you this book. How do you know about the Martian machines? My mom read it to me. Your mom? Uh-huh. I think it's chapter 10. It's become quite evident that Sim's remarkable scholastic progress goes far beyond an aptitude for learning. You remember in things that happened to Trip when Trip was this age. So the older he grows, the more of Trip's life he'll recall. There are some species that rely solely on genetic sequencing to pass on their cultural memories. Evidently, humans have a similar capacity. This could be an important discovery. He certainly possesses Commander Tucker's curiosity. This morning, he took apart my medical tricorder. <laughs> he's starting to look like Trip. And he's beginning to ask questions. Where did I come from? Where is my mother and father? Why am I here? It's only been three days, and he's already beginning to realize how different he is. He's going to have to be told the truth soon. I gave the order that created him. I should be the one to explain why. Hello, and welcome to SnapTrack, the podcast which compares two episodes of the galaxy's favorite science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I'm joined by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hey, Ross. How's, How's it going? How's it going? It's good, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh, I'm all right. Um, I'm a bit. I'm a bit apprehensive about this week's snap track. I feel like I feel I there's a little white. There's a little white on this one. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. People are going to be listening to this thinking we'll get the finally the definitive answers today. <laughs> this is it. It all there comes are down to no this. Definitive answers. It all comes down to this. <laughs> <laughs> that is too much pressure no, for our is, little podcast, please. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, this is this is a heavy one. Yeah, it is. We haven't figured out our light-hearted next one, but we will. Yes. Yeah, we promise to do a fun one next. Yeah, next next one is going to be just a bundle of joy, little laughs all the way through. <laughs> Some kind of game? I've never seen that one before. How do you play? During each snap trick, we compare the episodes using a variety of categories and we select a scene or line or alien or prop which we think is excellent and we award points to the answer which we think is the best. Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun. Snap Trek is a competition, but it's played just for fun. There are no prizes or trophies. The real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek and perhaps think about the episodes in a new way. We would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at SnapTrek. Please send us your ideas for episode comparisons and categories we could use. And of course, send us your Star Trek lyrical recaps or any Star Trek poetry, haiku, limericks, rhymes or verse, anything like that. We'd love to hear them. Okay, so we'll get to it. In this episode, we welcome aboard brand new, though bizarrely familiar crew members whose arrival creates <laughs> ripples throughout the ship and causes ethical dilemmas for our captains that will have lasting repercussions throughout Star Trek. I was lucky enough to watch Enterprises <laughs> Season 3, Episode 10, Similitude. And Jen? Oh my, I was... I don't know if I want to say lucky enough <laughs> <laughs> to watch Voyager Season 2, Episode 24, 
two Vicks. They're the, that's the big one, isn't it? That's the big one we've, yeah, we've never stopped talking about as a as a fan <laughs> franchise. We've never forgotten him. That one episode is so much discussion. Yeah, yeah okay. he was okay, one, talk about one off characters with with uh, you know heavy he heavy hitting issues that yeah. yeah made an impression. Still, so many years later, we're still talking about him. <laughs> and today's no exception. Because we are gonna right. just just work this out, iron it out right now. These five categories, I'm confident we'll square this away. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> okay, Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't wait to see what he's come up with. As ever, we begin with a lyrical recap over the episode under discussion, Jen. I am looking forward to hearing the lyrical <laughs> recap of Two Fix. Oh my! This 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 is a challenge. This yeah. is probably the most challenging recap uh, that I've written because you know just the, the just the weight of it. Yeah. Um, so and and my complicated feelings on the situation. <laughs> I, I I spent so long on this lyrical recap. I can't yeah, even tell you. Yeah. I spent so long. Oh my gosh. Because you just don't want to, you can't make them funny. It can't be funny. Right, they can't be funny. No. And I have very, very mixed emotions about both of these episodes. Yeah. Um, and two Vicks especially here. All right, so I'll just get to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my poem is called Elegy for Two Vicks. Okay. All right. The essential essence of natural beauty in its temporality lies. An artificial cultivation could not forfend his demise. Unwillingly pruned, plucked to restore, the preferred blooms the tender cares for. O starless night of boundless black, bring peace to the taken and to those who came back. That was <laughs> so good. To work in the uh, Vulcan dirge, that is... <laughs> Uh, it's a, a real dirge. <laughs> a real touch of genius. And Thank uh, you. the uh, gardening illusions as well. Very smart. That was really, really Thank good. You. Thanks. Yeah, I, I couldn't let it I couldn't I couldn't let it go that, that they basically had a Neelix. <laughs> One of the ways to show the differences in the cold open between the two characters was Neelix jovially singing a fucking oh funeral dirge. Uh, Neelix annoyed me so much in that cold open. Oh. I was so irritated by him. <laughs> that was the point. I think that's nice. why it was a good cold open. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. All right. I can't not wait to hear what you came up with for similitude. Okay, so I've I've kept it really basic and I've written a haiku. Oh good. To consider similitude. <laughs> all in all, I guess I've had a pretty good life. That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I like it, I I caught my breath when you when you I said that. Oh my gosh. Oh, poor Sim. I know. <laughs> that was really poor good. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, this episode. These episodes. I know. There's, there's just <sighs> no... There's, it, they're so heavy hitting. And they both 
<laughs> begin and end with people dying, people you care about, or being lost. And it's just it's a real emotional yeah. it's a real emotional struggle to get through two of these back to back. Yeah, yeah, back to back with these two is harsh. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> you need to be in a certain mood. Yeah, yeah, because you know, yeah. they th- thematically they're very well suited, but you know, yeah. but give it a bit of balance, a bit of balance. Yeah, yeah, and they are remarkably similar too. Different, I, but <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, the the similarity. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I the, the similar. I thought there was going to be similar points running through, but actually, the the mm-hmm. quality and the quantity of the similarities is substantial. Even yeah. on the last the last time I was watching it, um, how both captains push the idea of duty onto Sim and Tuvix to, mm-hmm. you know, what would the people who you represent do in your place because they would do their duty, right. and yep. and I thought, God, they they both said exactly the same thing they've both done yeah. it uh, and it's quite horrible because you know there's no good response to that is there right there's no, there's no good response to that right <laughs> anyway right. we should the, we should talk and, about this yeah yeah we'll, we'll talk about all this <laughs> we'll all come out in these <laughs> yeah, categories <exactly. laughs> right where, where are oh, we going man. first what are we going to do all right well let's let's just let's start simple <laughs> um and we'll start at the beginning and we'll talk about what's in a name what's in a name yeah. so the decision to name the lycerian lava symbiote falls to flux <laughs> what's he to do you know he's raising a young clone he's gonna going to live with you in your med bay <laughs> slash animal sanctuary <laughs> And all you have to do is give him a name. Slash hor- horror. Yeah, <laughs> House of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where behind the curtain, the body of right. your erstwhile doppelganger lies. <laughs> right. Oh, this Pay could no have been a horror episode from, an- yeah. <laughs> right, from another perspective. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, Flax doesn't let me go back there. <laughs> no. I wonder why. Cross. Oh. Um, so he chucks out a whole <laughs> lot of This is so names. morbid. It is. I thought this category was going to be not <laughs> morbid yet. But... I'm going to try and lighten up a bit. Right. <laughs> he comes up with a few human names. Stephen, Enrique, <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis. I didn't know you were called Dennis. <laughs> Flox has five children and one of them is called Metis. So maybe he just likes that oh. kind of sound. Maybe he does call another yeah. one Dennis. Um. In the end, very quickly solves this problem. He chooses Sim. Uh, he can save that one for, for next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> next time he makes a clone. <laughs> yeah. He chooses Sim as a shortening of the episode title, Similitude. A word I would... I've never used that word in real life. I don't think I've ever said it out loud before this podcast. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, it means to be similar or the same. And it's a bit on the nose but I can always get behind a pun as a name. That's that's all right. I, I'm there. Sim, similitude. It's good. I like it too. Uh, similitude's actually an engineering term. Oh, really? I, I think is, yeah, which I, I think it, it's, you know, obviously fitting for our, our man trap. <laughs> um, so I, I like that little aspect of it, you know? Similitude, similitude is, is, is the term you, you use when, when, you're, when you're modeling things like, 
um, fluid dynamics and things like that. We use it sometimes really? in modeling fires and things. Yeah. And of course, every time I see that word, um, I, you know, <laughs> my mind goes directly to Trip Tucker. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but I think it's very fitting that that he, his full name is a an engineering term. <laughs> um. So yeah, and I liked I liked the fact his name is a, is a a joke, a pun. You know, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. But it's it's a sort of a constant reminder as well for him that he's just a replica of of somebody else. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. And it it is well also it's the same as Trip because Trip is also him being a replica. Yeah. Because it's short for you know triple. He's the third. Yeah, that's true. Which is yeah, it's another layer of similarity there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, so, what about uh, the episode Tuvix? What's in the name? Okay, so our man Tuvix here, he picks his own name, um, and he also he actually could have been called Sim Sim as well because he's afflicted with the symbiogenesis is the term point. they use for for what happens. So he could have been Sim as well. Um, but he, he thinks about what his name should be and, and he's delighted that he gets to choose his name, which is yeah. kind of, it's kind of interesting to watch the scenes. He's like, Oh yeah, I need a name. <laughs> Let's yes. think about this. And, uh, which is, it's just funny. Cause it is, that's, that's how Tuvix is. Um, but he considers, you know, it, you know, it's, it's obviously Tuvox and Neelix put together. He considers Nevok first and then he says, no, 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 wait. Tuvix. Um, and he looks so happy and so proud of himself that he picked Tuvix. I'm glad he wanted Tuvix over Nevok. <laughs> yeah, nothing against Nevok, but it's not as catchy as Tuvix. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tuvix is catchier. I also think Nevok, like the Vok, is a little bit of, a, of like too harsh of a, sim- mm. uh, of a syllable, you know, for who he is. Like, I yeah, think, sounds very clear sounding the, 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 like, than Nevok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tuvix fits him better. Um, it's really a perfect. I don't know why. I just <laughs> really a perfect name, isn't it? Tuvix. It's great. It is. It is. It's a great ship name. You know, if you're going yeah. to ship those two. Yeah. And you, I mean, so obviously, when you when he announces Nevok, you can see Kez's face sort of drop. Like that's a, that's a terrible name. Don't go for that. And then, yeah, she's like, okay. <laughs> so certainly yeah, choice. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> And and you're right, isn't she? I didn't think about it until now, but neither one of them have their own name. Like no. that is just independent of what where they came from. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not like That's it's sad. not like he said, yeah. "Oh, my name's going to be Dennis." He yeah. chose right. Yeah, two bigs had picked Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all right, Dennis, that works. Dennis, yeah, I've always that old Earth. A random Earth. Yeah, name. <laughs> um, he does so, mention that he um, he understands the doctor having a hard time picking a name. <laughs> I thought that was a very funny sort of dig at the doctor as well. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, never seven years doesn't choose a name, <laughs> but you know, we stop talking right. about it after a while, don't we? Just we're happy to call him the doctor. I think he gets used to it. Just yeah. be the doctor, and then he gets back to earth. Yeah. And chooses Joe. Goes with Joe. Dennis Solid is name. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty good with Dennis. Um, 
Right, well, this this is an easy one. Where's the points going? What are we doing for points for this one? Okay. Uh, I, I I like that uh, they're both good. I'm picking my, my, my point's going to similitude because I like the the engineering aspect of it. I like that they picked an engineering term that, that fit the situation. I think that's fun. <laughs> I, so I'm with similitude. Okay, one for similitude. I I love the name Tvix. I think, you know, there's very few <laughs> other characters that come up, could have come up with a perfect name uh, by combining yeah. their names. Um, but I love the idea of similitude as a pun and it just fits so perfectly. So I'm also going to go with Sim for this one. Ooh, love it. Two, two after round Sam. one, two points for Sim, <laughs> none for Tav. Right. Oh. <laughs> He'll get off the ground. He'll get off the ground. Two. <laughs> What's that, two? <laughs> two. Um, <laughs> round, round two. Uh, yeah, we're going to we go going? for... Now we've been introduced to our new crew members. Why don't we find out about them fitting in? Uh, where they become Ooh. part of the crew or one of us? Okay. So we it take it takes them a while to to start fitting in mm-hmm. uh, with the crew. Uh we're treated to a captain's log montage of him of of him integrating himself in, into the Voyager crew. Um you see him, time. you know, yeah, it really is cuz and it, and it, it it gives you a lot of information. And just a f- you know a few short uh, yeah. words from Janeway and scenes and you know you see him talking with crew members in the hall like doing normal stuff like that. You see him advising Janeway in her ready room, um, which is something that you only ever you know see we like see you know Tuvok or, or Jacote. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, but like cl- close people to her. Um, you see him doing that. You see him cooking and and being the tactical officer and and. Um, you know, and 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 you can see that he's he's really he's really taking to his new and dual roles. <laughs> it looks like it looks like he's trying to do a little bit of both, uh, tactical yeah. and and mess hall uh, cooking. Um, but we see him the the part that I I like. Uh, we see him fitting in is is he's playing pool at Sandrine's. <laughs> yes, with uh, Paris and Chicote. Um, and he's good. He's apparently good at everything. Tuvix is good. Tuvix had had gotten the apparently the best of both yes. <laughs> sets of DNA. <laughs> it could have gone a whole different direction, but he managed to get the best of both. Um, and here he's he's naturally good at 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 pool. Uh, you know, Paris says like we might have created a monster or something like that. So it must just be like you know like his natural beginner's uh, luck at, at the pool here. Mm-hmm. And Chicote's you know say like how about best three out of five? You know, because I guess they're doing best two out of three and two two Vicks easily easily beat him. Um, so, and, and, so that's, that's the part I like, uh, about him, him fitting in. I like that scene, that little scene, cause that says a lot that, you know, they invited him into their, you know, their private hangout spot and they're having a good time. And, and the fact that it's Chakotay and Paris there makes the scene at the end all the more, you know, gut wrenching 
Yeah. Uh, when, you know, because Chakotay and Paris are the ones who are there on the bridge when, you know, and they don't intervene on tu- Tuvix's behalf, you know. That was, that um, was a hard watch. So, yeah, that's a very, very hard scene to watch. And, and but, but I, I, and I think the, the playing pool scene um, adds adds to that scene later yeah, so it really so that's, does that's, that's my pick for this yeah so that's my pick for this um this category and that's they did well <sighs> because sandrine's is something we know that's the comfortable place to go we know that's where the senior yeah. officers hang out and he's one of them now right. he's just he's in yep. the mix i mean Janeway says you know he's integrated himself he's doing everything we need to do he's the best of both worlds um right and there he is you know, beating beating Chakotay at pool, and uh, <laughs> you know, politely saying maybe next time I, I can't can't just yeah, beat you all yeah. the time. Okay, <laughs> and that is hard. how about insimilitude? Yeah. So they do a sort of a similar idea where you get sort of a brief n- notification by Archer that Sim is you know really easily assimilating as a member of the Enterprise crew. He's being assigned duties. He's carrying out repairs with all of the knowledge and skill that Trip has accumulated and Sim is emulating. Um, and actually, it's Sim who comes up with part of the idea to free them from the nucleogenic nebula by using the shuttle pods to, to essentially mm-hmm. tow the Enterprise out of the nebula before they're covered in that sort of rusty stuff. And, you know the very fact that they are trusting this idea to Sim, you know, a chap that, you know, truthfully have only just met. Um, and Sim actually wants to assist, assist the operation by piloting one of the shuttlecrafts. And Archer shoots him down saying he's never flown a shuttle pod before, which didn't seem like a great argument given that he, you know, he's never <laughs> planned a warp core maneuver or it tried to remove a starship from a nebula, but they're trusting him to do all this stuff because they know he inherently has all the skills to do this and he would have the skills right. to do that. Really Archer is just protecting Sim's body for the surgery that he needs mm-hmm. him to go later on. And they just like to... that sweet, sweet brain of his. I know. <laughs> that you he's know, growing. Neuromatter. Um, Right. Ultimately, Mayweather and Reed pilot the shuttle pods, and Sim coordinates from the bridge. And you know they're there. It's his mark. He's telling them when to initiate the, the bursts, when to initiate overburn. He's telling them to ramp up by a certain amount of a certain percentage in order to get the momentum going to pull the ship forward. Um, and he also is the one who says they need to hold on. If they hold on, hold on, hold on, just a few more minutes. And eventually it works, and he gets a well-deserved, well-done from Archer. You know, he demonstrates yeah. his engineering prowess and his skill and his ability to assist the ship in a tight spot. And, you know, they only had they only had six hours or so to, to get out the nebula before the engine was going to be completely uh, completely useless. So he did it. He he used his skill. He freed and he assisted in freeing Enterprise from the nebula, and he got a, got a well-done. Good job. Good job, Sim. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was an important scene because it's, it's it was important for us to, sh- for them to show us, remind us why Trip is so important. Yeah. Um, you know, because the whole thing, you know, what, what Archer says, Earth needs Enterprise, Enterprise needs Trip. Yep. And 
you know, and on the one hand, you're like, really, it's if you this one engineer is that is that important? You know, um, that's that's a pretty that's pretty poor planning. Um, but also, it's true. Like it's, they show time and time again that that warp five engine is Trip's engine. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so this this scene showed one, you know, one that trip really is that important, and two that Sim here um, would be a fine substitute for trip. Yes, you know, which adds absolutely. to the to the debate later. You know, so yes. it shows that he's just he he could be he could take over for trip easily. You yes. know, and that's and an, that's important everything. to show because yeah, so that that makes the debate later on a lot. You know, it, it gives more weight to that. Um, so it's an important scene and it's a pretty good, uh, engineering solution too, to that. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed watching that and, you know, watching the grapplers yeah. getting attached and then blasting the rust yeah, off yeah. the shuttle bay doors. It was a, it was a fun thing yeah. and like a, a nice, yeah. clever real world solution that they figured out because it wasn't yeah. just techno babble. They actually right. solved the problem, which I really liked. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and tr- and only Sim or Trip could <laughs> be the one to think to do that. Exactly, thinking <laughs> outside the box. Right. Okay, then. So, where are we putting our points for one of us? Hmm. Where's your point going? It's hard. I do. I really like the value that Sim is on the bridge, and you know, yeah. managing this, but also. You know the ship. The ship's life is at stake, and if he saves the ship, he is he is essentially condemning himself to death, because yeah. it, then they'll be in a position to perform the surgery, and it will be needed. Whereas if they stayed in the nebula, he could live out his natural lifespan, and it would never be a problem for him. Which is just bizarre. I mean, baffling. Um, <laughs> I really liked. The fact you chose that montage and the Shea Sandrine moment, oh, that was so good. And I feel I feel like Tuvix integrates in a way Sim never has to, because I think Sim is just they just see right. trip. They just see trip and they just think carry on. Only Archer is only Archer and Flocks are like struggling with this. Everyone else right. is just like, yeah, there's trip and it's fine. And to Paul. <laughs> to Paul as well. Yeah. Of course to Paul. But everyone else But, maybe but you're is right. Trip. Like they know Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, they they know they know that he's just essentially a, a trip alike, and he, he can do exactly the same things yeah. and looks the same or respond the same way. They know him, whereas Tuvox is yeah. a a new person, and it takes him a while to actually integrate, and he has to earn that again. And I think initially he perhaps feels he deserves it. He deserves just to be one of the crew, but he realizes yeah. actually no, that I'm going to have to show who I am and the person I am because I'm not who everyone. I'm not the person everyone knows uh, i might know them but they don't know me um and he does do that and he does it well and that's what makes it so difficult when he ultimately dies um so i'm gonna give my point to two because i really think he does become one of us yeah uh, my point's going to two also here because um you know with sim no matter what happens um they know he's only going to be around for 15 days at yeah. the most, you know, um, you know, b- b- before the wrinkle at the end with the uh, experimental enzyme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he, he doesn't have to fit in the same way Tuvix kind of does because, you know, the doctor pretty much said like, I'm going to keep trying to find a solution to this, but I'm not feeling very optimistic about it. 
So they're kind of in it for the long haul here uh, with two Vex. And, um, and, and, you know, and it shouldn't matter when, when, when someone's, when you're trying to decide whether someone quote unquote deserved to live or die, <laughs> it shouldn't matter if they're useful or not, you know, no. but it, but it does, it, but, but he, but here making him seem like he's the best of both officers and, and, you know, innovative at tactical and his cooking's better and every, you know, they go out of their way to make it. You know, to make it obvious that that he's kind of like um, an improvement, I guess mm. you could say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think you know that's obviously done on purpose. Um, and I think it was done very cleverly as well because Tuvok, yeah. he, he's like a perfect Vulcan, but they just yeah. tweaked him a little bit, which is a little bit of the stuff right. he finds so annoying in Neelix, and <laughs> it, it, that's clever. It is that's, well done. Yeah. <laughs> It is so, but I, but I, I, I like that they gave us that scene of him being buddies at Sandrine in the inner circle with Chakotay and, and Paris, mm-hmm. um, and then he turns to both of them at the end, you know, specifically Chakotay, Paris, you know, and they don't do anything and, and it makes that all maybe, that more. Maybe he's not one of us. Then. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was one of us. So. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. If, if the alternative isn't. That we can have Neelix and Tuvok back, I guess. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So some more points going to Tuvix there. Okay. So. Oh my goodness. Two all for Sim and Tuvix after round two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where are we going for round three? <laughs> okay. Let's dive a little bit deep and in, deeper into our characters here. Um, the same but different. <gasps> the same but different. <laughs> The this is so hard, so hard for Sim. Yeah. There are so many scenes where Sim re- realizes gradually that he's not Trip and he might be someone different. And it's it happens when he's a child, doesn't it? And you know he, he he's he's on the spaceship, he's on the Enterprise, he's playing with Archer's miniature, and he wants to know why everyone calls him Sim when his name is Trip and where of his parents. And he doesn't realize that, that he is not the same person. And actually it takes a long time for him to really come to this point of view, to, to, to come to the idea that he is not in fact Trip, but rather a variant of him. The scene in Archer's quarters, the scene in Trip's quarters, when Archer arrives and asks Sim why he's doing there, and he essentially says, these are my quarters. Why shouldn't I be here? Right. He still identifies as Trip. And he struggles with the idea that, in fact, he's he's something grown in a lab for purely utilitarian purpose. Even when he's discussing his feelings for DePaul, he's not sure whether they're his feelings or, or Trip's feelings. Mm-hmm. I would it's say <laughs> it probably is both, isn't it? I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> There's one moment when he ultimately does come to terms with the fact that he is the same but different. I mean, and obviously he's made the only decision really available to him. Before he goes under for surgery, he acknowledges that he is not the same person as Trip. His and Trip's lives were different. I don't just remember Trip's childhood, I remember mine. 
you made a damn good mm-hmm. father. To which Flox replies, you're a damn good son. I'm sorry I doubted you, Doc. No need to apologize. You're serious. You see, I don't just remember Tripp's childhood. I remember mine. You made a damn good father. You were a damn good son. I mean, oh. just initiate wailing and sobbing. Um, right. Niagara Falls. <laughs> it's horrible. And, but that is his re- recognition. I am not the person. I am very much the same as that person, but I am not that person. And here is something which is just mine. It's not his. I don't, yeah. I don't have to justify it or defend it. I don't have to try and claim it. I already own it. And it's mine. And it was my childhood and the fact that you were my father. Right. Uh, yeah. On that moment. It's, it's one of the strongest moments in the entire show. But yeah. horrible. And I just can't imagine what Flox is going through. I mean, he must be in an absolute... I don't know how he's going through it. I don't know how he's getting through this. Anyway... It's a prison of his own making. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> we, is. we can so talk about is. that later. <laughs> there must be a reason why the Lysarian larvae are strictly monitored right. for this right. reason. Anyway. Right. We'll, we'll talk about that. But, uh, but yeah, but, it, but regardless of all that, we are where we are. And, yes. you know, and he to raise Sim, you know, as uh, basically as his son. And, yeah. and that, that moment. Is, I thought is that was a very funny moment, moment when he mentioned, I don't know how human parents go with so little sleep. Right. Thought, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay. A somber, a somber, same but different. Uh, what about for yeah. two picks? So in contrast to Sim, Tuvix is at the jump start, just his own person. He's completely ready to just, uh, you know, be his own his own man. He says he, he says he thinks of two two Tuvok and Neelix as his parents. I so thought that that's a very clever you know? idea, a very clever way of concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got he's got both their memories. Um, but he's got his own consciousness. And I think that's really important for this. It's very important for what you think happens at the end. What, you know, your feelings yeah. about what happens at the end. Um, that this is, this, he is his own consciousness. Um, there's a, there's a great scene at the beginning where, you know, the doctor, they, the doctor examines him and pokes and prods him and, and, uh, and this is season two doctor. So he, he's, he's really like sarcastic and snarky yeah. <laughs> still, which I love. And, and he says, uh, you know, he has Tuvok's irritating sense of intellectual superiority <laughs> and Neelix's annoying ebullience. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, so maybe he didn't get all the best of both characters, you know. <laughs> but, um, and then it's funny because he's saying that in this, uh, in, a, in a plea to Janeway to please, please, please get him out of a sick bay, give him whatever job you want to give him, <laughs> just get him out of my sick bay. And I love you the know, response to that was a, a big hug from, from Tuvix. Like, <laughs> right. Let's get me out of here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So he's, you know, he, he feels exhilarated or he says something similar to that. Um, you know, he doesn't seem, he doesn't seem conflicted. He doesn't seem, um, 
you know, like, like bogged down by his existence in any way, you know, uh, which is an interesting choice. And it kind of makes sense given his, you know, if you really do have two Vix, two box logic, you know, and Neelix's, you know, YOLO, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, like happy go lucky, you know, kind of makes, kind of makes sense. Breeze is blowing. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and then there's also uh, um, an interesting part of the, the same but different for him is is we can't forget that he's a hybrid of Neelix and Tuvok and an orchid, yeah. Great. <laughs> which is important for you know for the techno babble parts of this episode. That's important, um, but um, but it, it's interesting because they 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 sh- they show that in the clothing that he turns up in, I which love is that. is basically I love his outfit. It's this, this beautiful little floral pattern on the top yoke of the of the Starfleet yeah. uniform, you know, and the little pleats on it that make it look like little, you know, little flower petals, almost little um, little blooms, you know, and 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 it's, and it's really interesting, and I and I like that they gave him even the way like his, I mean, his hair is definitely like ne- like Neelix hair, but it's also very. It's very ornamental, flowery too. The way they, you know, the way they I, I have think it they did styled. A great job with how he looks. They did he a, has, oh, he, he looks amazing. So alien, and yet so, so completely alien, yeah. identifiable. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. As both Neelix and Tuvok. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they did an amazing job, and uh, yeah, even like his his eyes are a weird color, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's really the, the design of, of two vixes is, is outstanding. Um, but yeah, so he, so he's the same, he has, but, uh, you know, a lot of the same personality traits of both of them, but it, it appears to have, uh, enhanced his ability in, in both of their areas of, of their specialized areas. He's a better cook. He organizes the galley. Um, he's, he's more efficient at Tuvok's job. Um, he said there, he, um, Tuvok had a, had a problem that he said it would take, you know, a week to, to go over all the possible solutions or, you know, something to that effect. And, and Tuvix solved the problem in just a couple hours because he says, I had a hunch. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I had a hunch. That's obviously never something Tuvok would ever say. <laughs> um, it's definitely something Neelix would say. Um, and it, it, you know, and it, it bring, bringing that side of it to tactical and bringing Tuvok's side to the cooking just really seemed to enhance both, both activities. So it's, it's really interesting. He's an interesting character. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is where we're actually selecting between the two. You know, we're not, <laughs> I, I don't want to think of this as choosing between who do you like better, Sim or Tuvix. Yeah. <laughs> the category is the same but different. We're choosing a category here, not a, not a person. Right. I like how and they the, presented the characters, like and the similarities and differences. And What I loved yeah. about Tuvix was the, 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 the the body movement i really felt like he captured all of yes. neelix's body movements hand gestures yes. you know the putting it way he interacted with janeway that sort of swinging upward arm movement which he then stopped he did it halfway <laughs> and then he stopped doing it i i really thought that was well done 
Yeah. And it really put me in the mode of like, oh, he's tr- he's being Neelix and desperately trying to rein in with Tuvok. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was really good. Right, right. <laughs> um, but the scene, I mean, I, sele- I suppose I did something different. I selected a scene with Trip and Phlox and Sim. And that scene is just mind-bogglingly yeah. good and very, very hard fought. It's taken a long time yeah. for him to get to this point. And you're right. Tuvix two two comes out of the out of the transporter, a, a full a full person, very interested in right. what's going on. I think would have happily if they'd said, "Oh, we can we can undo this immediately." He'd have stepped back on and been Tuvix and yeah. two 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 and Neelix again. He'd have done that. Right. He went the other way. It took him took him a long, you know. Oh, did he go the other way? No, I don't suppose he did. But. Regardless, Sim's process was hard fought, so I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to Sim, but I appreciate what Tuvix was doing. Yeah, yeah, because you you definitely had a turning point, a scene where he was real. You know, he accepted who he was versus yeah. Tuvix from the get go was his, his own man. Um, so it's a little bit a little bit different. Um, I love the different all the different sims we met <laughs> over yeah. the days um that was, i thought was that so was good. really interesting yeah and having him having him really young and having him grow up so quickly yeah that was yeah. good and that yeah. actually made it a lot more difficult for this to happen i did wonder yeah. if you're going to grow a clone of somebody to harvest their organs maybe <laughs> keep it unconscious maybe oh yeah jeez but but, oh God, where where's your point going? Oh, I know. Okay, okay, yeah. So, um, so that's that seems obviously, um, obviously amazing in similitude. Um, I, you know, like I, I love this. I was just, I was just saying that you know, I love all the actors. I love the especially the the kid, uh, mm-hmm. that Archer was flying the uh the ship with. I yeah. love his exaggerated southern accent, which is adorable. <laughs> um, so, so that is, is really good. But I, my point's going to Tuvix here because mm-hmm. I, I think they just did an exceptional job of of combining those two characters in such a unique way. Yeah, um, they did. They and bonus did. points for the flap for the flower. <laughs> but, oh, uh, but yeah, it's just it was just so. Good. This costume is so good, but but everything he did, you could see, you could see Neelix and Tuvok, and basically everything he did. Yes, which is I mean, a that, and that guy, the the actor who did that, did such yes. a good job. He was amazing. So I mean, it is a crime that we never saw Tuvix again, uh, an absolute crime. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, these things happen. I suppose. Oh no! Yeah. So so my point's going there. Okay. After round three, three all. Oof. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to round four. Where are we going for round four? Ooh, okay. Round four. Let's go for Well, now that now that we know the the new crew member is one of us, what is their relationship status? <laughs> complicated. <laughs> it's complicated it's complicated, isn't it? That's the first word of mine as well. It's complicated. <laughs> Oh no. So, okay. So 
two two Vix is fine to me in everything except the way he deals with Kes, which is I know part of it is just that this is season two, and Neelix. I don't like the way Neelix handled Kes in season two you know yeah otherwise also so it was just that's just the way they write that their dynamic is just yeah. awful and i hate it was it. a bit weird um so yeah so here like he doesn't seem to have any self-control or restraint or rest- restraint about how he handles his feelings for Cass, which I understand him having feelings for Cass. like it, yeah. it makes sense um but he does like he calls her sweetie and which is gross, but also like, okay, you said it like not thinking, you know, that, yeah. that I understand you get that, you get that one freebie. Yeah. yeah. Apologize me. You get that as a freebie, like that happens. Um, but then he, he asks her to dinner and touches her hand and, and it's just, it's just a little too close for comfort. And during, you know, when this has got to be horribly hard, hard for her. And he says he understands that, but he doesn't act like he does. He goes to her room, yeah. uninvited. He goes there and he confesses his love for her. And he touches her face and kisses her cheek, you know, after she tells him to leave, you yeah. know. So he's just a little bit too, like. He, he is. <sighs> I mean, he's, like, he's, he's struggling. I want to defend him mildly. He is struggling. And okay. he does, after that, <laughs> step back. But it is yeah. horrible while he's doing it, and you just think, "Why are you here? Yeah. Just, just go, please, right. just go." And and you're right. Yeah, this is the the initial like day that he comes alive, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, um, they make a point of in Janeway's you know captain's log that I talked about earlier. One of the things she says is Tuvix like has given Kes space and just like lets her be, and which is the, obviously the right thing to do. Yeah. Um. So you're right. So he does, you know. The, the the two the two box side of him, <laughs> you know, pull, pulls re- reels in the the knee like side. <laughs> yeah. Um. After that first day, um. And 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 he does. And he gets her space. And he waits for her to come to him, you know. And that's what happens in in Sandrine. She she comes up to Tuvix and she's like, she's like, you know, this is hard. I've been having a hard time dealing with this. Um, but I would very much like for us to be friends and, you know, she, and the way, you know, she, she says it in a way that's like, maybe that could even grow, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but, but she, she reaches that step, unfortunately, the day that the doctor finds a, a cure (laughs) for for the, uh, symbiogenesis. So, you know, it's unfortunate timing there. Um, and then, you know, he asks for Kess's help. He asks Kess to, to speak to him on Janeway's behalf. Um, but she doesn't because <laughs> she wants Neelix back. Yeah. And, and t- Janeway's right that Tuvix should not have asked her to do that. Absolutely. He's, yeah. He's desperate. And, and this he's is. desperate, yeah. This desperation does seem to me unlike either Neelix or Tuvok. Because I don't yeah. feel that either yeah, of them would have done this. Um, that's an interesting he, point. Yeah, he is doing that, and you know his life is on the line. You know, people you would try and do whatever, and it wasn't like he'd asked her to right. to lay down her life. Just speak to speak to right. her on my behalf. Make make my case for me. Yeah, and he says something interesting. 
He said, he says, I have the will to live of two men. Yes. <laughs> oh, which is an interesting way to, to put it, you know. But that, that is what is a whole interesting way of him thinking about his own life. Actually, we'll probably talk about this yeah. later on. Um, yeah, yeah. But I did the whole scene where he's in her room. I thought this is, and it's really weirdly yeah, lit. I hate it. And I hate it. Ugh. It just looks, it just looks creepy and horrible. Like I, I'm not sure that's yeah. obviously not what they were going for, or maybe it was. But it, that's definitely <laughs> it what comes was. across because it's just really yeah. like I, I wish this wasn't happening. Please, please make it stop. Yeah, and it gets. I mean, he almost. I you know I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here, but it, he almost like threatens her because he he says something about how like you know, could take the doctor years to yeah. come up with a cure. And that's, and, your and that's like life. most of your life. Yeah. yeah. Ew. You yeah. suck, man. <laughs> that is, that is not, that is not a good thing to yeah. say. And yeah. I think yeah. So she, she'd already oh. said like, and even when she says, what about Depel? And he's like, yeah, I love Depel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm never not going to. <laughs> Maybe, maybe at that point you recognize. Maybe I should think this through a bit more. Maybe I should not. Yeah, or maybe feel the same anymore. way about Kess. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Like you don't uh, get, you can't be with Tapel. Guess what? You can't be with Kess either right now. Like no, even you know, like you got it. Like even if if Neelix just died and this was some other guy who was into Kess, like you'd have to wait until she's ready for something like that. You know? Yeah. Like you don't yeah. just go up to someone who's who's lover died literally that day no he, he like, enters the room while she's lighting you know funeral candles for them yeah, like. right right yeah and not yeah because and not only did she lose neelix but also i'm she's very close to tuvok too but but, uh, but but and she goes through that you see in Kess her her going through this emotional loss of both of them she even says yeah. if i'd lost either of them the other person is who i'd turn to Right. Which you can't. Oh, that's terrible. But from <laughs> and um, from two of his point of view, they're not really dead. They're not here. Yeah. But he he hasn't lost them. They still exist for right. him. Right. So he is in that sort of unique position where everyone around him is mourning for something that he's he still got. He doesn't. He hasn't yeah. lost them yeah. in the way that anyone else has. In fact, you know them not being here has. It's helped him out, obviously, it's facilitated his existence. But he still has them. He he still has them to refer to. They're still around. They're just in a slightly different form. That's a really good point. Yeah, because he even says, uh, you know, Kess says something like, "Oh, this must be very, you know, scary for you or something like that." And and he's like, "No, why would I be scared? I've got my my best friends are here. My you know my crew my crewmates and friends, and I'm in the yeah. best hands." And I feel great, you know. Yeah, he and just, he does. you know. Oh man, he's an yeah. interesting character. Very interesting, and you know the complexity of his relationships are not are, are really matched by the complexity of Sim's relationships with with his crew. Every single right. one of his relationships is complicated. Not the mm-hmm. ones where where people just think he's trip and he carries on. But the ones where yeah. he's dealing with people who know who he is and what he is not. He's not Archer's best friend. He feels like mm-hmm. he is, but he's not. Phlox yeah. is not his crewmate, but is his father. He is not the chief engineer, except that he is. He's still the chief engineer, but he's definitely not the chief engineer. 
And the relationship that compels him most is the one with DePaul. He is incredibly he is incredibly confused about what his relationship is with DePaul. And actually you get a nice insight into what perhaps what Trip is thinking, where he asks mm-hmm. he asks DePaul to go with him to see the uh, showing of a Marx Brothers film. And he obviously is clearly disappointed that she's prioritizing ship maintenance uh, <laughs> rather than spending time with him. And he mentions his like limited like Mayfly lifespan, but he doesn't play it. He doesn't like play the lifespan card. Like right. I've only got ten That's... hours to live, or you know, ten days to live. Yeah. <laughs> Come and have dinner with me. He doesn't say that then. Yeah, he doesn't but, ask for the goodbye kiss he gets. <laughs> no, he doesn't ask. For and that's it. why he gets it. <laughs> yeah, and we can see that Sin is interested in Topol, and that's right. a clever use of like the will they won't they trip on Topol mm-hmm. relationship that they had, which we already yeah. sort of knew about, and of course yeah. carries on being played on in multiple interesting ways as the series goes on. Later on, he does outright ask Topol. If she in relationship, if she in relationship, if she and Trip had a relationship, and whether there was any subtext to their frequent neuropressure sessions, <laughs> and he he must know that he didn't have a relationship because he has all. But I suppose his memories right. are sequent. His memories appear in line with his age, so right. he might not necessarily know nothing had happened, but presumably he does know that nothing had happened. Yeah, he and knew now, up to their most recent session. Exactly. <laughs> at that point. And he's to Paul denies it. Yeah. But we all know that now to Paul knows Trip might have feelings for her. Um and he then does play the Mayfly card. I'm not gonna be around <laughs> for very long. And I thought I should just let you know I have feelings for you. And there's really not much she can do with it. Well, there's not much he can do with it. There isn't much yeah. or anything to do. At the very end, just before Sim undergoes the surgery, DePaul visits him and they share a kiss and he leaves. And then her life carries on with Trip in the will they, won't they? And he goes mm-hmm. off to die. And it's just incredible. You know, it doesn't really make anything any clearer. No- nothing gets less complicated <laughs> by what happens. <laughs> I, I think part of the reason his part of the reason the the similitude episode is so angry is that he never really comfortably finds the place he thinks he should sit with anyone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. have he can't turn to Archer for support, which he normally would. He knows Flox has got one eye really on his brain, you know. Right. The only, to Paul is somebody he he thinks he might be romantically interested in but doesn't know whether it's actually him, his or not. But he could actually maybe, by saying something, he could maybe do something, create something of his own with it. But, and he does, he does in a way, because he, you know, he has a, a kind of relationship with DePaul that Trip never has because he is more direct, because he hasn't got the time not to be right. indirect. Um, but complicated. Yeah. It's complicated all around. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting that they open with the, uh, you know, shirtless trip neuropressure scene. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it's just so like, we, know it's... That, we know that her and T'Pol, we know that Trip and T'Pol it... have that kind of relationship where it's a, right. it's a clothes off and they're... Clothes they're... off, talk, talking about uh, engine maintenance. 
<laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, is this a double entendre? Maybe. I'm trying yeah. to find out. Then the, okay. I'm trying to think of a polite way to verb to, to place into a verb what they're doing to each other, but maybe I'll just leave them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's. Uh, well, you know what I really like about this is, is it's a. It's hard before this, like I, I never really understood Tripp and T'Pol, like, like as much like, like what they see in each other. They don't have like as much of a natural chemistry as some other couples, uh, you know, on other shows. I um, agree. I, I always, I always thought T'Pol and Archer seemed more suited. Yeah. But oh, they, same, same but here. But that. That's not the way that relationships work, though, is it? That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I I feel the exact same way, um, and but that's why I like I like here that that we like like Sim gets a crush on T'Pol before he has memories of of being there with T'Pol, you know. Yeah. So he has natural feelings for her, which I I, I kind of like that because it it's it kind of makes um makes it more realistic to me that trip. Trip would have the feelings for T'Pol, you know, mm-hmm. um, and T'Pol obviously has the feelings for Trip, which I think actually, honestly, seeing her in E squared helps with that for me also. Yeah, you know, just the, the way she felt like after Trip died, and the way she, you know, um, that's interesting. It's all the alternate, <laughs> the, yeah. the the alternate um, <laughs> versions of them um, g- give more insight into their their character and I, that's, maybe that's part of what their problem is that is that it is they never really were as direct no um, and they they never it was always and, yeah different realities yeah, or different always, versions yeah because it was always just like the first scene here where like okay we're gonna be half naked and i'm gonna be rubbing your feet and other places and uh you know we're gonna pretend we're just like hanging out buddies hanging out talking about engine maintenance you know i mean that is that is a weird endless love in the dark right But um, yeah, so it's 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 interesting the way they they handle it, and and you could see like to you know obviously to Paul's not going to be as expressive. Like she, you're not going to have there. There's a reason there is a Janeway Kess scene talking about this, but not a to Paul Archer scene. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, to Paul's not going to try to work out her complicated feelings here. No. Um, but it's got to be really hard for her to to be around Sim and to know what's going to happen to him. Cause you gotta, gosh, I mean, you gotta care about Sim. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you care about any, and you, you would care about any clone of anyone, obviously, but, but when it's also a clone of the person that you love, that's gotta be such a weird situation. And I think it was really hard for her to, you know, to go to his quarters and give him that goodbye kiss. And I'm, but I'm really glad she did. So glad she did. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> I am not sure what to do about this. I, I'll start then because there's no way I'm giving Kess and Tuvix a point. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give that a point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So similitude. <laughs> 
Also similitude. That was a lot easier yes. as I thought actually as soon as he said I was like, yeah, no, I would be. yeah you're like actually <laughs> it's pretty easy. Okay. Alright. So similitude has five and two bix has three. Okay, so we could round it up on the final the final one. Okay. If we look at the best sim slash two bix line. Okay. All right, so well, I'll, I'll, you know, the one I pick was the, uh, you know, it's it's a very poignant at at the end moment, um, but the, but there's some funny ones too that I'll mention that are because mm-hmm. it really does show his personality here. Um, he, you know, that he they go to the mess hall. Him him and Kes, Tuvix and Kes go to the mess hall. And uh, and it's just a nightmare disaster because there's like everybody's just in there trying to cook their own thing and they don't yeah. know what they're doing and it's and it's funny and ridiculous and 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 Tubix just look at this looks at this and he's like all right everybody out uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know the, the crew crew person says on whose authority and Tubix says chief of security or head chef take your pick out 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 you know <laughs> he's just <laughs> like I'm line. handling this which is, yeah it's really cute shows his personality you know. Um, uh, the one also at the very beginning that I, th- I think is really fun is they're trying to figure out what happened. It's, it's a, co- you know, conference table scene, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. And they try to, you know, techno babble the reason for why this, this ridiculous thing happened and, uh, which I always appreciate, I always appreciate it, you know, that stuff. And, uh, but anyway, so he kind of, he has an epiphany about the symbiogenesis Yes. Um, and they work through it together and him, they do a little back and forth, um, about what happened and and he's like oh yeah and then this and this and and the line he says he stands up he stands up and he's very like exuberant he says just like that snap Tuvix is born it's an interesting idea but we're talking about microcellular organisms here I've never heard of symbiogenesis occurring in a species as complex as a humanoid actually captain when you think about it Neelix and Tuvok were broken down to a microcellular level during transport DNA, protein, all in a state of molecular flux. And if the enzymes that cause symbiogenesis interacted with their DNA while they were in the matter stream, it might have caused their patterns to merge. Like an Andorian amoeba. Just like that, Tuvix is born. It's the best theory I've heard so far. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. (laughs) Which is another line that just showcases, like, Neither one of them would say that. No, he <laughs> you know? is a different person. He is not the yeah, same as yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's totally his personality and something he would he would do. And and he, and, he, and, he, and it's the same thing. Like he he seems very like proud of himself. They figured it out. You know, he's just a very he loves life. This guy, uh, he loves life so much that he doesn't want it to end. Which who can blame him? Um, so he has. The the line I, I I that's that's just the the part that's really apt to the whole debate. Um, you know, he, he is, it's him and Janeway, and they're talking about about the doctor's procedure, and you know, and and he, you know, you're talking about my life here, and she she's like, well, what about Neelix and Tuvok's life, and you know, and mm-hmm. he says he says restoring their lives means sacrificing mine. What you're considering is an execution, an execution like they used to do to murderers centuries ago. And I've committed no crime at all. 
They have families, friends, people who love them and miss them and want them back, just as I do. But restoring their lives means sacrificing mine. Captain, what you're considering is an execution. An execution, like they used to do to murderers centuries ago. And I've committed no crime at all. Aren't you arguing for an execution, too? Of Tuvok and Neelix? I'm here, alive. Unfortunate as it may be, they're gone. And I have an opportunity to bring them back. Which I just... That's a, that's a hard one to argue with. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like the, the bonus remembering that we are supposed to be in an advanced civilized place here where we don't do that to people, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I think it's an important, it's an important line. That is a, that is a strong line. And that's the, that's the horrible, that's the horrible turn of that episode, isn't it? Where he is now essentially fighting for his life and, Right. Every every move he makes, wherever he goes on the on the on the ship, he's having to sort of present, "I'm not a person who's going to be killed. Don't kill me. Or don't right. don't choose me for execution." Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, on that, I mean the 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 best lines in in similitude are also all quite dark. There is one reasonably yeah. funny line, uh, which I've which I mentioned just just to break things up a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a moment where Sim att is attempting to steal a shuttle pod and escape. And he has a change of heart because he could he could escape and would have escaped. And Archer asks him why he didn't escape. His response was, where the hell was I going to go? We're not near any habitable planets. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life floating around in a shuttle pod, which doesn't even have any toilet facilities. Can you imagine a lousier <laughs> way to spend your old age, cooped up in that thing, peeing into a bottle? Actually, I can imagine a worse fate. What would that be? Being stuck in there with Malcolm. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is funny, because that's what happened to him. That's, what a great you know, callback. Yeah, yeah what, what a nice callback to a good episode. And <laughs> it, that's, that's funny. That he remembers. But, he well, he does remember because he is he is trip. Yeah. I mean, his other yeah. the the other powerful lines. I I, I, re I referred to earlier on. I have his memories. I have his feelings. I have his body. How am I not trip? Yeah. I mean, they've given him. He's got to sleep in the the medical bay, and he's not allowed to go into his quarters. I suppose he would see that all as his own stuff. Like you know, yeah. his his favorite pair of slippers and his. Right. You know, oh, jeez. The book he was halfway through. Right. That's that's his stuff, which he's not allowed to, to be at. But he could get in there because he's, you know, physically ident identical to the person whose bio signs open the door. Um. Man. <laughs> there's another one which is really in sort of very similar to the 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 line you've picked where Sim and Archer argue about what Archer would do if Sim refuses to go through the operation. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Drag me down to sick bay and force me onto a biobed at gunpoint? And Archer makes it reasonably clear that he probably, probably would do that. Yeah. Um, so all of those lines are just, are just horrible. One's hilarious, but I'm going to give you one more, and I'm just going to pick this one because it's the last one I'm reading out. 
this is where they're discussing Sim, Flox, and Archer, where they've told him that he won't survive the surgery. And he makes an appeal for information about the Valendran Circle and the research they carried out extending the lifespan of a Lasarian larvae symbiote. There's not much evidence, but it exists. The fact is, I may not have to grow old and die in a week. There's a chance I can live out a normal lifespan. I can't change what happened to him, but maybe I can change what's going to happen to me. And that's sad because he can't. He can't change that. He he has he's totally powerless. The circumstance and the power dynamics are such that he cannot change what's happened to him. Well, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're the best lines, and that last line is sort yeah. of the the kicker. Yeah. I mean, they're not great lines, are they? I mean, they're good lines, but I feel, you know, picking them is long. Yeah. Don't, don't love yeah. to pick these lines. That line you yeah. picked is just horrid. I mean, yeah. it's so good. And he just goes straight to it. Like, you yeah. can't execute me like a common criminal just because I exist. That right. is wrong to its very core. And you're acting like, you know, a savage from centuries ago who used, you know, they used to execute prisoners you know yeah um <sighs> and there's a good mirror to that one in in similitude you know that you mentioned the scene where you know where he's like what what are you going to do drag me to the <laughs> yeah. sick bay by gunpoint which is pretty much what janeway did you know he pretty much says what janeway did yeah and, and uh and sim goes you're not a murderer and Ar- archer says don't, don't make, make me, me one, one. Which is that yeah. implying then that he would then do that? That that is yeah. what's going to happen if you don't yeah. do if you don't do your duty as I see fit. I am going to yeah. force you to do it, and you right. know you'll not be volunteering for this, but you'll be executed right. for it. So what are you going to do? Drag me down to sick bay, force me onto a bio bed at gunpoint? If you truly have all of Trip's memories. You know the answer to that. I don't have to tell you what's at stake. I must complete this mission. And to do that, I need Trip. Trip. I'll take whatever steps necessary to save him. Even if it means killing me. Even if it means killing you. You're not a murderer. Don't make me one. Oh man! All right, my uh, my my point here is going to go to the two Vix line because I just I just think it. I mean that brings it into stark realization of what they're considering doing here. Yeah, and it and it makes it obvious that when it does happen, that's that's what that, that that's what this was an execution of an innocent man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, um, my point is going there. The the. The line in in similitude is it's a good line, but it is more vague yeah. because it's more it's almost more hopeful. Like some that could have been in any other episode, that would have been the turning point where they throw yeah. all their weight behind this idea and they come out with something and they beyond beyond all hope they found a way of doing this by reconfiguring the 
whatever it was, and then applying yeah. a matrix dynamic to this, whatever, and then it's done. Um, but they don't do that, and they because they don't even try. They don't even try. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am going to give it to to Vix as well yeah. because it's so just on the nose, and right. it's it needs to be said. Somebody needs to say it. And it's a shame it's only him saying it because maybe there'd be more weight if yeah. more people had put their their voice behind the idea of that. Right. But he said it, and it's he said it. It's so it's so heavily over. It's over emotional as well. But he is arguing for his own life. Yeah. You know, right. you don't have to go down the road of saying I'm not a criminal. You know, you're, you're not an executioner of old killing me. But he does give that imagery right. to really sort of push through his point that it's not right just to kill me. I'm not a person who should just be killed. So I'm going to give my point to two Vicks as well. All right. So we're tied up with five all. Five all. Even Stevens. and Even Stevens. Probably no other way it should go. And I know what we're planning to do after our five rounds was to just talk about the moral implications. <laughs> we should do it. We should do it. We should, let's, Decision let's time. It. Decision know. time. So if you were the captain... In those two scenarios, Jen, <laughs> Captain Genway. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I'll take Voyager. it. Um, <laughs> and the doctor phones you up, you know, calls you on the emergency medical hologram channel and says, <laughs> "That was a nice touch." <laughs> yeah, I found out. I found out a way that we can uh, we can get two Vulcan Neelix back. What are you going to do? Okay, I have a lot of feelings on this yeah. topic. So do Which I'm I. sure you did do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So clearly Tubix was murdered. Yes. Um, he is a sentient being with uh-huh. bodily autonomy. Yes. You know? Um, well, he, he doesn't was, have it. He should have had it. He should right, right. Who who should have bodily autonomy? And he was killed without his consent. Um. So Janeway did murder Tupix. Yeah. So, but I don't think that's the interesting question. I think the interesting question is what was posed by, in similitude that you know you're not a murderer. Don't make me one. The more interesting question is is who would you become a murderer for? <laughs> Uh, you know, and Jane Janeway's answer to that is she would be willing to murder Tuvix to save Neelix and Tuvok. Yeah. Um, and that that was the decision she she made. That again, this is Janeway making a decision. She knows fully well what sh- decision she's making. You know, you yeah. say it's the right or wrong, wrong, but she she fully well knows that she's murdering Tuvix here, and she's doing it for Tuvok and Neelix and. For, to a lesser extent, herself and and Cass, you know, yes. that, um, and that's that's true as well. It's, it's not just yeah. Tuvok and Neelix. There's a broader yeah. familial dynamic right, right. that she's considering, right? Um, and and you know, and I, I think I think that's a really interesting question because I could I could say here I could sit here on my high horse and say I wouldn't do that. You know, I could be the doctor and just say, oh, I'm not going to be the one to put the hypo spray in his neck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but but it happened, and it, you know, um, and and I could say that, but also, who who would I become a murderer for? 
you know? And I, I don't think I can honestly sit here and, st- and say that if one of my children was trapped inside two Vicks, that I wouldn't put that hypo spray in his neck. I probably would, you know, yeah. to save my child. Um, that, but is there that, anyone else I would do that for? Probably not, you know? That, that is the, that's very, you know, the objectivity of it is important. Yeah. Yeah, because as a thought experiment, I could say, oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have made that choice. Um, but actually confronted with that choice when it's someone I love trapped inside Tuvix. Because that's what they are. They're trapped inside Tuvix. Yeah, and I, and I, I think that... I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't, I don't see them as trapped. Oh. oh, he's holding them prisoner inside of himself. That's what he's oh. doing. Do you think? Absolutely. If, 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 if Tuvix was holding Neelix and Tuvok in a cell... And they went on a rescue mission and she ended up shooting Tuvix to save them and, and get them from the cell. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. No, it, no, one, no one would even question that decision of not killing Tuvix. Not at all. That's completely but that, fine. There's, there, I don't see the difference you know, between those two things. To me. To me. What about you? Let's, let's hear your I would say that Neelix and Tuvok are not in need of rescue. That They don't require hmm. to be saved. They're, they're not imprisoned. They are, they've just changed into something else. It's yeah. like they've they've grown, they've developed. They, they are a new person. True, they are not the same people they were. They've become this new person who has his own identity. And just because they did exist, does that mean they, they should exist again? The, the, uh, and from and from Tuvix's point of view, they are not lost. They they still do exist. And he hasn't he hasn't forced them into this cage the circumstances has has appeared and they no longer exist and he does and they are within him and could it be argued that that he represents their voices as well maybe because you know he is a he is a he's not the same as them both but he does think about things in the same way as them and have their thoughts and feelings Maybe they would both have said, no, I don't think you should do it either. I don't know. But I do think that I, I, I never see it as the idea that they are trapped in him. I always see it as something like they have become him. They, they've changed. and They evolved. Yeah, people <laughs> do change and things do change. And, you know, it's okay for, for a, a thing to be new and to have happened. We don't have to go back to how it was before. I mean, it's, again, though, that's easy enough to say when it's basically a thought experiment about two random people yeah, versus like someone that you love. Completely, completely. Because from, from Janeway's perspective, hell yeah, Tuvok and Neelix had, have died. And, they, and she has a, a method that she can bring them back from the dead, basically. Yeah, and that's it. And they do very much frame it in that they, they're mourning their loss. But they're not yeah. sort of. Well, maybe yeah. if they'd all said, "Oh, amazing! Tuvok and Neelix enjoying a new life together as a symbiotic creature. How astonishing!" If they'd all thought that, maybe the idea of splitting them up never even occurred, or mm-hmm. never even tried to occur. They mourned their loss, but they never mm-hmm. welcomed the, you know, accepted that actually this this is a new a new stage in their life rather than their death, you know. I do see it quite. And you're right to say the the subjectivity of it. If you were there in the room and these were 
your friend and your child who, you know, now they've suddenly merged into one person and you're like, oh, crumbs. <laughs> and, and you could push a button and it would be undone. Right. But that's, I suppose, why we don't allow people to make these decisions if they have right. a, a, a stake in it. We, we, look, we try and step back and say yeah. what is objectively yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. And objectively the right thing would be sort of acknowledge that you know this isn't the situation we necessarily wanted to be in but here we are and to undo it is a bigger wrong than just maintaining it uh, that's yeah. what i think anyway that's interesting. but i realize that is not that's not 100 percent answer is it yeah I'm, well there is no 100 no. <laughs> percent answer to this question um but i just see it as like like he says, they live on in me or whatever he says. Uh-huh. But like in the same way, like oh, you live on in your your children or whatever. But that's not you. No, that's part of you, or maybe certain yeah. characteristics of you, some of your DNA. But it's not you. You're still gone. I I would say in a in a more genuine sense, he they exist in him than than a person could say I exist in my children. I would say more genuinely, he can actually say that. Whereas I, you know, I can take comfort because he has the memories. Yeah, he has the memories and their emotions, and it's not just genetics. He he was those two people, and now he is this person. So they they do live on in him. I I do agree with that. You know, I, I I you know you can take comfort in the idea that you your genetics and the stuff you tell your children will live on after you die, but I don't I don't think I am living on in my children. There's right. just the you know, my genetics and, yeah. the, and the, the emotions and the time we spent, that will carry on and eventually that will fade as well. Yeah. But I think in a very real sense, they are living on it. I, I just, I just can't see it that way because I, I feel like, like, I feel like I would be trapped inside Tuvix if I was one of the people that, the, that this happened to. Yeah, no, well, there you go. You know Don't what I mean? Wrong. I, I'm not sure I would want. I'm not sure I would want this to happen to me. Right. I, there's lots of stuff that could happen that you might not want to happen to you that might happen. Yeah, but if you can undo it, shouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, what if, what if we we separated this out and we said, Tuvok, you know, we we could, we could kill we could kill Tuvix and we could take out his lungs and his kidney and we could give them to Crewman carry or whoever and those two people would survive and uh, oh now we're trolley probably in it which exactly and this is what i broke it down to (laughs) would you trolley problem it um and i actually thought about this in terms of the trolley problem for both sim and two weeks today yeah yeah I, i don't think you could justifiably do that you couldn't say we can save two crew members and undo their demise from you know chronic kidney disease and bronchic stasis and all it's going to cost us is is one one crew member we wouldn't do right that and, and that's right. where the bodily autonomy comes into yeah. play like i don't i'm definitely not arguing that i i definitely think janeway straight up murdered tuvix yeah like that's yeah that's why i i mean i don't think you, you can argue against i and i think i think like tuvix has the right to decide whether yes. or not Neelix and and Tuvok can live or die, because it depends on his bodily autonomy. He's the one that gets to make that choice. 
It is. You it know? is, but but so much of it is based on 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 re- on on his opinion on whether they are dead or alive because I know that he does not feel No, dead. it doesn't he does matter. Believe, he does not believe they're dead. He doesn't see I think that's crap. I think he's saying that be- I think he's saying anything he can. No, he said to, that to, he, to make his that, case. He said that even when that, that this wasn't a threat to him. He said that I don't think he was dead because even when Kess was mourning them, he was like he didn't recognize that because he didn't he wasn't mourning their loss. He believes that he they're not dead. But I also think that's that's very uh, selfish and short 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 sighted too. Yeah. Though I don't think what? that just because he believes that that that's we should just take that at face value. What is, is that? Is that because they don't bodily autonomy? Can you not? Can you not? Surely any any person has to can have rights to believe and do as they wish. That's yeah. that's one aspect of being bodily autonomous. You can think what you like, whether other people agree with it or not. Exactly. No, no, I, I totally agree agree with that. I just uh, what I'm saying though is, I, I don't think that's in the best ish, interest of Neelix and Tuvok. Uh, you know, like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Oh, they've just evolved into this different being, and that's okay. I don't think that's okay. Uh, I, I, I think I, I think I think the I think the better first, like okay, so I think like assuming everything went the way like it normally would like Tuvix says, Oh, I'll do the right, uh, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. do the brave courageous thing and, and go through with it. Uh-huh. I think that's the, the best outcome for everybody is Tuvix ceases to exist and Neelix and Tuvok come back. I think that's the best scenario. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a better outcome than just Tuvix surviving in my I- opinion. I don't agree with that. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure that can be so interesting. I'm not sure that's reasonably. <laughs> I don't sure you could quantify it. Why would it be better? It would be different, certainly, and there would be pros and cons and emotions and losses in both. But is it quantifiable? Because there's there two people with with full long lives versus this 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 accident that shouldn't have happened that's only been around for two weeks. Oh, I don't man, think that's Jen, as valuable as. That. Oh, Jen, you can't say that. Oh, All right, yeah. <laughs> he is an accident and he's only been around for two weeks, but that really doesn't that really doesn't mean compared anything. Compared to Neelix compared to Neelix and Tuvok and their I, full I, lives. I, I, I actually I still don't think that we are I don't feel we're wrong. I, I personally don't feel we're robbing Neelix and Tuvix of their, uh, Tuvok of their lives. I, I still don't see We that. are though. The, you would, not, what if that was you? You would feel robbed of your life. I, I don't think I would. I mean I, I honestly I honestly I'm thinking oh this. My God. You would make a good trill. Maybe. You would make a good trill. But maybe that's... I would make a terrible trill. That's so funny. That's interesting. Because to, uh, to me, be, be, being being a joined trill sounds horrifying. Like a horrifying experience. Oh, I would not it, want that. You can see that entirely because, you know, the way that Ezri yeah. struggles to deal with it. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you you know, you are at least choosing to go through this process, which is going to change you. Right, and you are not right. the same person as you were before. But what yeah. if you could, what if you could press a button on Esri, and reconstitute all of the previous trills? Would that? Would you do that? See, that would be again. That would be Esri's choice. Well, but would it? Seems if she, like... you know, if she could make that that choice, yeah. same way it's it's Tuvix's choice, even though it's not. You know, it should be. I know, it should be. It should be his choice, and I Ethic, think... ethically, quote unquote, it should be his choice. But I still don't blame Janeway for what she 
the choice she made. That's <laughs> basically I, what it comes down to. I don't think Jane Wake to bear any responsibility because this literally was going to happen. This had to happen. This was definitely going to happen. Yeah. And also the way that she actually they wrote it so she makes the hard choice. That is that is so that is such powerful writing because they didn't need to do that. Yeah, it was very ballsy to do it that way. So ballsy. And this is why we were talking about it. Because if it had just exactly. been a case of cellular, mm-hmm. cellular degradation, we can no longer, we won't maintain right. the, the, the orchid yeah. is losing molecular cohesion. That's, the, that's yeah. an out, isn't it? It doesn't have to do it. Yeah. But I'm really glad they made this choice to make her have I'm to really make glad a as well. hard choice. But, yeah. and it, but if it comes down to decision time, you know, you would make the same decision that Janeway made. And I don't I, I would not I, I would not unless it was like my child. Oh you wouldn't. I don't you think wouldn't. I could do it. Like if No, I'm saying like who would I become a murder for murder for? Not for oh, two bucks and two buck and Neelix. But if it was my child I would I sure as hell would. You know what I, I mean? You know what I I'm saying? Know. What if? What if? What but if so, if I'm looking at it academically, no, I, w- I don't think I, w- I would have been able to do that. Yeah, I, I would have hated two Vix for the rest of my life. That you know, <laughs> but I don't think I, I would. have. I'm not sure I could blame two Vix for this either. But I'm, I feel like I'm yeah. maybe I, I'm maybe not thinking as closely to it because I'm not thinking yeah. about it if it was my son. I'm thinking about it as if it was yeah. that, that weirdo yeah. that we grew accidentally. In the yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can totally academically sit here as a thought experiment and say, no, obviously the correct thing to do is 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 that it's Tuvix's choice, and I, you know, and I would have to respect that. Um, and I can totally say that. Yeah, you know, but I, if you, I, if I get myself closer and you know degrees and degrees closer and closer to it, when would I switch over to you know to archer archers? You know, you're not a murderer. Don't make me one. Yeah. Speech. When when would my switch over be? And it would be like if my child was trapped inside two Vix. I yeah. I would I guess, put that hypo spray in his neck. I guess I, I do feel. I guess I'm, I'm not. Maybe that I'm makes not me a terrible person. Like I get that. I don't think it makes you a terrible person. Send all your angry letters to I know, at Edith Corks. I, I, I think many more people agree with you than, than me about this. I, I I think I'm on the I'm on the back end of this one. I but don't I, know. It's hard to tell when the arguments start. It seems like like both sides have very uh, fervent, um, you know, supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think just coming down the idea that if it just gets down to like the line of Janeway's a murderer, that's not really. That's not yeah. enough, you know. I want a bit more. I want to talk about it a bit more. Um, exactly, that's how I feel too. Like that's the less interesting. Problem yeah, that's not, not the interesting to me because that it's. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, and uh, there's no there's no easy way of this, and I I I don't want to sound flippant when I'm saying that I <laughs> I would no I think that I would have done this, but I, I do think that's what I would do, and I I yeah. find it. I don't think it's hard to imagine why other people would think differently, but yeah, I think yeah, it would be I agree. Very hard I to, understand where the other side's coming from. Yeah, I think it would be very hard to do what Chainway did and to make that decision. I, I don't think I'd be able to yeah. do it. Yeah, I think this is ter- this is terrible. This is this is like the worst decision any captain has had to make. I think yeah. <laughs> one of them up there. It's up there, and I don't know what all the other captains would have done too. Well, I, I think this is an interesting thought experiment, but I also think you need to be very careful that we're not just categorizing Jane Ray as somebody who's made a bad decision or is a murderer or yeah, because yeah. I do think 
any TV show, maybe not in the modern Star Trek, but any TV show that had a main character, two main characters merge, they would have been unmerged by the end of the episode. That would have definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> one way or another, we're re- pressing the reset button on that one. <laughs> if if they'd been two randos, well, yeah. just like you said, maybe things would be different. If it was just two right. randos and we were arguing with their families and the families were like, we want our... We want our brother and our children back. And this guy's like, well, but right. I'm still both your brother and your child in this new right. form. Then Picard would have said bodily autonomy and let him get on with yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I exactly think it's, right. It's yeah. only because they are series regulars that they were undone. Yeah. I mean, Tuvok is her best friend and closest confidant. Yeah. She would do anything for Tuvok, including murder Tuvik's. Yeah, true. And she's um, going to tolerate Neelix. Yeah, she's very fond of him, she says, so after he died. Yeah. <laughs> she's very fond of Kess, is yeah. what it is, yeah, and Kess loves, loves Neelix. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so we've not really necessarily gotten to the bottom of that, but what about... No, you can't, about, you can't get to the bottom of it. You can't, you can't. Yeah. What about Sim? What are we thinking <laughs> Now we're Captain Archer. So, I haven't got a funny play on your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Archer. Jonathan <laughs> Archer. <laughs> Very good. Oh, man. You're rubbing off on me. Um, yeah, so this one's interesting because the decision at the end gets taken away with the easy solution of Sim agreeing to it. Yes. Here, the questionable decisions happen in the beginning of yes. the episode, oh whether or not we're going to make a clone to harvest its organs. <laughs> um. Yeah. So before we get to Jonathan Archer mistakes here, this is a terrible episode for Flocks. Flocks, maybe don't. Maybe don't offer this as an option. Maybe don't be bringing. <laughs> right. this or maybe be absolutely positive that you're correct that they, he could just have this operation and have it not be like deadly and <laughs> or, or manage it maybe work out those details don't grow in the up beginning. a human baby and treat him yeah. like your own son only to perform right. surgery on him as a as just <laughs> extra meat don't, don't oh my do god this is awful oh it's awful you don't even <laughs> let him be conscious yeah, because don't they remember that episode of Deep Space Nine where a criminal grew a clone or something? Yeah, and it was just they like had it in a mur- tank. It he, looked like he murders himself. He murders himself. That that's before, right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. And B- Bashir for some reason just grew the whole clone to prove that he did that instead of just like yeah replicating some cells. There was a, a, <laughs> a right. whole clone that had to leave. It's like what? Oh my gosh. There's gotta be laws oh, against that. There's got to be laws clones against that. Clones got a new life. You're yeah. not allowed to oh, man. you cannot do that. Yeah, this is not okay. Yeah. So my thought my thoughts on this whole clone idea is I mean, it reminds me to the decisions he made when we talked about damage. Yeah. You know, it, it, the the stakes and damage were if he doesn't do this bad thing the Zindi are going to blow up Earth. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what the stakes were. And and here too, I mean, when he says Earth needs Enterprise, Enterprise needs Trip, 
it's really Archer that needs Trip. But yeah, I was going to say, assuming they- you know, because because like it's interesting. It's it's both the captain's best friends that this thing happens to, um, which puts them as close as they can be to the situation. But um, but I, if we can assume that only Trip, only miraculous, wonderful Trip, has the capability to you know to, <laughs> to keep the the NXO one running. Okay, I'll buy that as a premise. Um, but so, so the idea is if they don't do this, the stakes are so high that, you know what I mean, that they could lose Earth, I yeah. guess, that being the implication. So the stakes right. are high. So that that makes it a little bit different. I mean, Archer obviously feels that pressure, understandably. Yeah. So I think that's fair. He does, and that's fair, but also he just does not want to lose his best friend. No. I mean, there's too I many can't blame him for that. Too but... many decisions personally involved here, isn't there? There's too much. Yes. Yeah. Too much. All of this. Right. Right. And you know, when he gets that that decision taken away from him, the, at, you know, at the very end, they got the, they get the easy answer of of Sim doing the doing his duty. Oh, that's awful. Um, I mean, um, but the easy answer when he literally had no other option. What was he going to do? Yeah. Spend spend the next four right. days living on Enterprise. <laughs> Eat, playing ping pong and eating food. I mean, what? Right. And then dying right. of old age. What was he going to do? Right. Yeah, because the enzyme thing is really just a red herring because it doesn't sound like there's any actual evidence that no. that's something that would work. It's more no. just like you could see him researching his condition, which makes sense, you know, and, and finding all kinds of little. I mean, that that's any kind of disease that you have. You could find someone who has a miracle cure for it. I mean, if, if they'd the wanted, if they'd wanted to, yeah. to make this to make this hard at the very end of the episode, Flocks could have found that it would have worked and the enzymes would have extended. Yeah. That he could have said, yeah, I I ran at the research and it it definitely would have worked. He'd have been absolutely fine. Right. Right. Because if that had happened, maybe they, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have killed him. Yeah. Cause, absolutely. Yeah. And they, and the, and the point, that's the point of that scene that you talked about where, where, um, you know, they, they run his, his idea and it works and he's, he's just as good as trip <laughs> to have, yeah. you know, he would be good enough to have around to keep the NXO one running if that's really why they need a trip, you know, but, um, but he says at the end when he says he's, he does it, he does it for Elizabeth so that no one else has to suffer the same fate as Oish. Elizabeth, his sister. And I just, it makes me like want to cry every time. Yeah. But, um, I, I but I guess that's, that's. If he'd carried on, would he have carried on as sit as Sim or as Trip? If, if, if he you know, had, uh, had his life extended and Trip had died, would he be Sim or Trip? Sim, because he would start only having his own memories from that point on. Yeah, but they would have all been the He would run out of Trip memories. He'd have run out of trip memories, <laughs> but would he be Sim or would he be Trip? Because at that point, yeah. he's at the point where they diverged, they share the same memories. Yeah, I've got no idea about that. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe the fact that he wanted to be in Trip's quarters would mean he yeah. just want to take over his life as Trip. Maybe forget, you know, <laughs> his life as Sim ever happened. He wants all the same things as Trip, and yeah, if he's if he's there on the board and he's the chief engineer of a starship, even though he's only two weeks old, the the reason is is because they're accepting that he is Trip. 
he is tripped. Yeah. So he can do the stuff that Trip does. Yeah. So what would you, you know, what would you have done? So we didn't have that. That thankfully isn't something we have to consider because it didn't happen on the screen. <laughs> what what do you think? Do you, do we feel like what happened to what happened to Sim isn't fair? But was it yeah. right that Archer essentially would have forced him to do it? Well, I don't think they should have created this clone at all <laughs> in the first place. But then all the, argument, the clone. all but the arguments if, that Archer could give you about Enterprise, yeah. Earth needs Enterprise, Enterprise right. needs Strip, so we'll just do whatever it takes <laughs> to get him back. Clone. Make a clone. <laughs> Make an army of clones if yeah. you need to. Ooh, an army of Trip clones. <laughs> I all like right. this idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I, 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 oh, man. I think. What was what was the question again? <laughs> Did do we think that Archer oh, was man. making the right decision? Oh, like if he did have to force him to do yeah. it, you mean? would he have done oh, it? Oh my god! Would, would, I think, would we do it? I think then it becomes. I mean, it becomes a similar. It becomes the murder. It becomes the murder. Becomes the murder. Jamie. But also, and again, like, does it matter that he would only live for five days? It shouldn't matter, it but I do, shouldn't feel, matter. I do feel like it does. I feel I do like feel it does like a, too. I do feel like it makes a difference in this I scenario. Do too. Because, oh, you know, the, the long, conceivably, extremely long life and the Tuvix or yeah. the things that Tuvix could do and the areas that he could explore, which weren't really open to Neelix and Tuvok independently because he is slightly better than both of them. <laughs> Trip would not, Trip would not have Sim would not have had those opportunities because he simply would have died, and he yeah. definitely would have died within the next three or four days. Because so, like I would I would die if I was gonna if I knew I was gonna die in five days I would go through an operation to save someone else's life. Yes, so even someone I didn't know. You know you what would, I mean? Would, like if, that's, if you're, if that you're seems gonna, like a no brainer. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because if you're going to I die, yeah, I don't need another week. Said, yeah, you've got two weeks to live, <laughs> but if you gave up one week, we could harvest your heart and save this, save this person. Yeah, I would do that. You do that. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd begrudgingly have lost my week, but I would yeah, do it. Right. And I, yeah, I take some solace in the idea that I was doing something right for someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that's what Sim does. Yeah, and that's what Sim does, and he knows, and he really does do it. For, I, I don't. I I think he was sincere when he was talking about Elizabeth. I think you know, so too, because he has the same feelings for her that Trip did, you know, as his as his legitimate sister. Like he, you know, she's my sister as much as Trips. He says, and um, and wanting to defeat the Zindi, you know, in her memory, and and this is how he can help with that. I think that that's a powerful motivation for him. Absolutely. But um, but it's so weird because he has never he's never seen a Zindi. He, he hasn't yeah. he, he hasn't never been to Earth. He his yeah. entire life has been on that starship. All all of the decisions he makes are based on things that aren't actually his. They're all trips. Yeah. And I and I think Archer definitely would have Janeway style dragged him down. No, great. To sick, but... <laughs> no, she, he, he absolutely would have done it. And he yeah. would have felt bad about it as well. And he'd have taught he himself up. He would have felt up. bad about it, yeah. Because that's but what he, he does. He tears it. himself to pieces, doesn't he? He doesn't right. like doing this stuff, but he's going to do right. it anyway. Right. I 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we can side. We side a little more with Sim because Sim had Sim's options were so restricted. It wasn't yeah. like he had loads of other options. Here's yeah. here's the here's the best scenario of a crap scenario. <laughs> right. And that's oh, it. Man. What we can we can save this man, and it will cut. It will mildly decrease the extent of your life. Yeah, I'm more just really mad about flocks about this whole thing. <laughs> it, 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 thinking to create a clone to solve this problem. I mean, I do feel like this is something yeah. that us as a society is going to have to think about in the future. Yeah, because yeah. we're going to do this. This is definitely going to happen. It's well, it's in, in what style do these clones come about? Well, that's why, I mean, hopefully, I know they're working on, like, 3D printing organs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So you don't need to create a fully sentient body to get the, just the part that you need, hopefully, uh, in the future. But, you know, why, why, why reinvent the wheel? You know, we, we can grow a body. We can grow a body. That's oh, easy. Why God. am I going to all the, you know, the heart grows by itself. It'll be perfect. Why right, am I right. fiddling with 3D printers? Do you ever read oh. the Dune series, the Dune books? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the 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 Ixians and their I can't remember their tanks right. where they grow the organs, and then you find That's out right. actually they're just harvesting organs from other people. They just oh my God. just taking them out. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Uh, horrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've come to real. I mean, we've we've come to a, a conclusion about Sim. What a bad yeah. break he had. But there really was nothing else going for him, and he had to he had to leave her. Right. And his life would have been horrible if he'd said no, and Arch had let him get away with it. The last four days of his life would have been horrible. Yeah. I mean, he had literally he had nothing. There was nothing going for him. The poor son, he had nothing. Oh yeah. my god. Poor Sim. Poor Sim. Oh man, Flax. Don't clone people, Flocks. Don't, don't clone don't people, clone please. People. <laughs> but then, I mean, I guess, like, what the alternative is Trip dies, and they have no one who knows how to. I mean, I, I assume that other engineers in the department can run the, the Warp 5 engine, but it appears that, like, like Trip's the only one who can, like, um, Somebody else can troubleshoot it. it when bad things go wrong. Starfleet is full of engineers. There's I know that's Colum- what I'm saying. The Columbia's got engineers. The Columbia's well, got even. I mean, people. remember when they they needed Trip? Uh, the great scene where they I can't remember what episode that it is. That is a good point. That is a good where point. they they're like, okay, we're gonna do this this bizarre, really cool looking move, but so weird of, of tethering <laughs> to the yeah. other ship and, and sneaking a uh, trip back onto the Enterprise because he's literally the only guy, really. <laughs> I yeah. love Trip Tucker, but I, even I don't think he's that indispensable. You yeah, know? He build that engine. He's got a unique point of view. So yeah. he might be the best engineer, but he's not the only He's engineer. definitely the best man for the job, but yeah. I don't think he's the only man for the job. No. And if he is, he should be really working hard with his his engineering staff to train him up as good as he can. Yeah, you know, he probably should be back at Earth training. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Because who built the the Columbia engine? You know, if he was on the Enterprise, precisely. But I don't know. I mean, well, there we go. <laughs> so, listeners, draw from that what you will, <laughs> because we have not reached consensus. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the great thing about both these episodes. You can't reach consensus. And that's why we're still talking about them 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. And we still could. We could 25. revisit this episode. Whoa, exactly. We could years. revisit the episode in 25 years and still yeah. be talking about it. Absolutely. Good stuff. <laughs> that has been that has been a big one. And actually, it was there was a lot more laughs than I expected all the way through. Yeah, that. yeah, me too. Which I'm glad about. I thought this was going to be completely somber because <laughs> yeah. it's such a serious topic. <laughs> we should definitely sell this episode as Ross and Jenna solved this problem. <laughs> we, should, we should sell that as the idea. The definitive. Just, yeah, really disappoint everyone by the time they get to this yeah. an hour and forty nine minutes in. <laughs> And we're still just like, you know what? <laughs> it's hard <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> we're none the wiser. We definitely, definitely didn't like what happened, but we're not sure what we would do in the same that situation. So funny, yeah. Just, gl- just glad that neither one of these situations are ever likely. <laughs> yeah, I'm very unlikely in a transporter accident, but I, I yeah. might get cloned. That that could happen. I mean, clones do exist. Yeah, and do clone I, things. I, I guess that's true. Someone could swipe my dna and make a clone exactly me. i don't know why the, they'd want the next a gen gen generation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> right let's get off like this it. we've done it we've done yes. two victims of similitude we've done it well you. done us um <laughs> what are we doing for the next episode good now that we've finished with the Old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting! Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. In the next episode of Snap Trek, we will compare two Emmy-nominated episodes which both vied for the 1996 Outstanding Makeup Award <laughs> as we pit the winner, Voyager's Threshold, versus the runner-up. Deep Space Nine's The Visitor. <laughs> I am really struggling to think about how we're going to do this, but do we need this? We after similitude and two weeks, this is what we need. Yeah, the outstanding It'll be makeup really fun. episode of Snapdrag. <laughs> I just, I, I just love that little bit of trivia. That threshold beat the visitor for an award, no matter what it is. Even though it's just makeup, I think that's hilarious, and and I just think it's funny that one of the one of the arguably one of the best episodes of Star Trek and arguably one of the worst episodes of Star Trek together will be will be fun to do. <laughs> and they, they definitely both deal with the complex uh, parent child dynamic. Uh, that's a good point yes <laughs> we will be talking about those lizard babies yeah oh my god right okay oh that's funny jen is there anything else from you that we you would like to say before we go oh i just want to say thank you everybody for listening for coming on that journey with us i know it was a really heavy topic and uh two very uh complicated episodes and thank you so much for listening appreciate it it's so much it's so interesting to talk about them and it was it was obviously it's always fun to talk to you but actually i do think this would quite be quite a heavy episode so i'm glad it was so much fun to chat nice to speak to you jen and otherwise uh everyone live fast and prosper That air, Mr. Vulcan. Look at that sky. Oh, it's an exhilarating day, isn't it? As you well know by now, Mr. Neelix, 
I do not experience exhilaration. Oh, let's not quibble about semantics. A breeze is blowing, the sun is shining, it's beautiful. The weather is certainly adequate for our purposes. Adequate? You know something? You're acting more Tuvakian than usual this morning. I am who I am, Mr. Neelix. It is impossible for me to be more or less like myself. There you go with the semantics again. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. I'm afraid I don't. Well, then I'll explain it to you. You're a nature lover, aren't you? I appreciate nature, yes. Right, it's one of the things that you and I have in common. And here we are on a perfect day, foraging for an exceptionally lovely variety of orchid, your favorite flower. And all you can say about the experience is that it's adequate. And I just, I don't see why you're not having fun. We are not here to have fun. We are here to collect samples. Why, is, is there some regulation that says we can't do both at the same time? I know. Why don't, why don't we sing a song while we toil? Hmm? It'll cheer you up. Now, I've been studying Vulcan music. Uh, do you know that lovely tune that starts, Oh, starless night of boundless black. That lovely tune is a traditional funeral dirge. I know, but it was the, uh, <clears throat> the most cheerful song I could find in the Vulcan database. Come on, Tuvok, join me. Oh, starless night of boundless black. <laughs> Mr. Neelix. Yes. Do you think you could possibly behave a little less like yourself? <laughs> 